0: May the assistance and peace of Jesus be with you, precious family. After worship today, I asked the Lord, What's on your heart? He answered me, You are. You are always on my heart, waiting for you to see the futility of earthly things, my bride, yet not wanting to stretch you beyond your means. So we go slowly, ever so slowly, pulling away from those things that caught your attention before and you are doing it with my grace, and I charge you to do it more and more at every turn. You once told me that you would be more prone to sacrifice if you had others to take care of. Well, now you do, beloved, and your example will speak more loudly and eloquently than any words. Aristotle will be but a toddler when set side by side with a holy soul of the greatest simplicity. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. That's 1 Corinthians 1.18. As in everything we have done before, turtle steps, the steady, unwavering tortoise wins over the impetuous hare. And my mercies are new every morning as you pursue the course set out for you. Just be aware, my love, continually, that you are moving towards the goal of detachment from all earthly values, even the opinions of men. Shall the servant of God hearken to the wisdom of men? No. My sheep know my voice, and another they will not follow. That's John 10. So now we are in a new leg of our journey to be detached more and more from created things and attached more and more to me and to my heart of love for you. I know you have gone this way before, so the journey will not be so difficult, but you are also older and have a different mindset now than you did in those days. But rather than causing confusion among my heart dwellers, I want them to understand the rule of thumb that will forever bring them closer and closer to me. Do everything from a motive of love for me. Some of you have your lives cut out for you. You're raising children and have a husband or a wife. Others are free and have serious choices to make. Stay in the world and pursue wealth or leave the world behind to its own doings, and pursue life. Follow me. He continued, I'm calling you to live a holy life no matter which life you choose. But if you choose holiness with great consistency, you will find it increasingly hard to live in the world. That is why I'm forever telling you who are young on this channel to leave the world and join a mission effort but you will have to come to me and ask for courage because everyone will come against you in your decision. Lord, sometimes I feel that's me telling them that. Claire, you have my heart. This is truly what I want. But so few hearken to my heart. Even as a married family pursuing missions, I call you. If you've been brought together with your spouse by me, you were equally yoked and may have a calling to serve as missionaries, even with your children. I have told you this before. Some have obeyed, and others have left the channel. Many are called, few are chosen, and even fewer respond. But as you put me first in your lives, you will feel the anointing on every act you do out of a pure motive of love. Seek these opportunities out, even tending to the needs of your little ones out of love for me, carries with it heavenly graces. Teach your children also to do every act out of the motive of pure love. In the world they are taught to compete, but in your home you should be free of competition and full only of love. In the world you are taught to overpower others with your talents. In heaven you were taught to be totally yourself and shine as the unique soul I made you to be. That's why everyone is continually helping one another to become fully themselves. Each soul that blossoms into who they were meant to be is a wonderful, fragrant surprise and the handiwork of my father. How beautiful is the discovery of oneself! when one has lived under the tyranny of competition and deception their entire lives. Love drowns out competition because love is constantly giving. It has no interest in, in taking for itself. Lord, I've lost track of what you were teaching me and I'm struggling with a foggy head, which I am accepting as your offering, even though it is so small, Claire. Truly, that is the hindrance here. I needed another offering for the peace of the world. In fact, to all of you, my precious ones, any difficulty that you are having, that you cannot pray away, you may safely assume this is an offering to me for the state of the world. Please share that with them, Claire. What he was speaking of here is a a thought that I had as he was saying that I was thinking that just two days ago I felt like I'd been drained of all my strength and I couldn't stand or sit for any length of time. I kept going back to bed, having worship, just playing worship music and worshiping the Lord, but I couldn't sit up to worship. Even now I'm feeling very weak. But I finally realized, and later it was confirmed to me, that the Lord was allowing me to carry a burden for this nation and the world. And weariness was the burden, and often is, by the way, accompanied by a feeling of absolute uselessness when so many creative projects have been set before me to do. Joyful things like painting and music. I couldn't do any of it. He needed this from me. Do you know what it feels like to be inspired and then not be able to act on it? That is definitely a sacrifice. This is all part of climbing the mountain, Claire. Continuing on in dryness is most definitely a climb up the mountain. Being immobilized and praying a divine mercy chaplet, that too is a sacrifice. Everything you must do with great effort, having only love of me or others as your motive, builds you up into the stature of a saint. The more effort it costs you, dear one, the greater the sacrifice. That is why loving your enemies is so very powerful. They have deliberately injured you, and you respond by praying for them and blessing them. There's no purer sacrifice of love than that. And in that instance, your prayers for them are tremendously powerful because of the injury they've done to you. Your prayers have already rescued one of them from the powers of darkness, although they are not yet strong enough to make a public announcement. However, I wish to say to you, my precious soul, I will protect you from those who would at this point destroy you for deserting them. You belong to me now, and my angels are surrounding you. Do not fear. Come to my heart. Allow me to hold and nourish you with life from my very own substance. Let everything you do have its source in love, heart dwellers. Do it as an act of love. The more it costs you, the more fruit will come from it. The more you will ascend the mountain with me. Do not forget to ask me, Lord, I need your help. I cannot do this on my own. Unless you abide in the vine, you cannot bring forth fruit. That is why you put me first every day, so that I can prepare you for the day's growth. By the way, that was John fifteen five. That's the end of this message.